You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. What's your issue? Why are you playing? I know you want it. I feel the same. Close mouths, don't get fed, so you better speak up clearly. I'm Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio, and I'm here with Aya. How's it going, Aya? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Can you tell me a little bit about your musical background? Yeah, so I grew up singing in like all choirs, church choir, gospel choir, show choir, and I always loved singing. We always had like MTV on, VH1 on. Since I was younger, I always wanted to be a singer, but I was like, I'm going to go to college, you know, and do that. So I have a backup in case music doesn't work out. After I graduated college, I joined a local band called Chicago Loud Nine, which is like a hip hop, funk, soul, rock group, and started writing with them. And that's when I really started doing more original stuff. After that, I also joined a cover band, a touring cover band. And so I was like, playing a hundred and something shows here with that cover band. And it was pretty stressful and just a lot. Eventually I was like, okay, I, I want to do my own solo stuff. I joined Smashdown Records in 2020. And then, yeah, now I have my EP out. <laughs> and how did you find yourself in Chicago? I came here for school. So I actually got a full ride scholarship to the University of Chicago. And I was like, okay, well, I'm getting a free education so to a top <laughs> university. So let me just do that. And it's sure. <laughs> it's pretty close to home. I grew up in Indianapolis. So yeah, I ended up in Chicago. And then I loved it so much, I just stayed here. What, what did you study? I studied Romance Languages and Literature and East Asian Languages and Civilizations. So it's I focus on Spanish and Spanish Lit. And then and my East Asian languages major was Japanese and uh, East Asian film. Dude, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so as of recording, you released your EP this week, like yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Yeah, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Very fresh. Can you tell me about the writing and creative process for Just Might? We started in 2020, like during the pandemic. We were trying to figure out exactly like what song, what kind of vibe we're going for. I consider myself pop R&B. I think the songs definitely reflect that, but some are a little bit leaning more towards one than the other. They weren't all written consecutively. And I think we had like the 11 songs total. After that, I was like, okay, let's pick the ones that really flow well together. And that's how we ended up with the five songs. But when I first heard To Keep You, I was like, this song sounds, it could sound really good in Japanese. I'm, I speak Japanese too, but I have lived most of my life in the U.S. So my Japanese is like not, it's good, but it, and I'm fluent, but it's not like elegant <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> so I wanted to get with someone who is more familiar with writing poetry and stuff like that. And so we got together and we translated the lyrics and made them sound good in Japanese. And so that's why I, conjunction with Just Might, I've put out two Japanese songs. I love the comparison in your Bandcamp page to Utada Hikaru oh. because they're like such great mid-aughts J-pop Yes, oh my gosh, I like grew up on her music. 
I was saying I like know all of her songs from that time. I was like, this is who I want to be. She also grew up, she's Japanese, but she spent a lot of time in America. So she's fluent in English. And I just loved the sounds, the sound of her music. And I was, I really wanted to be like her. So. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, right. <laughs> and also with the purchase of the EP, you get access to some of your recipes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose to combine these two creative aspects of your life? Well, I mean, I love to cook and I really love Japanese food too. I might be biased, but I think Japan has the best food. I've traveled a lot and I think Japan by far has the best food. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, yeah, your opinion I, I, is right. <laughs> and I love to cook. My mom was always really good at cooking. My aunt always says that I inherited my, my mom's innate ability to cook. She was like, your mom just knows how to cook. Like, she can just do it. And I figured that giving something away along with my EP would get people to actually buy the album as opposed to just streaming it. Because, you know, streaming sucks for artists. It, Spotify pays like 0.003 cents per stream or something ridiculous. I was like, okay, what can I do to incentivize people to actually purchase the album so that the money goes directly to the artists as opposed to big companies taking a huge chunk of it. Yes. And then I was like, okay, well, I love to cook. So why don't I give some recipes away? And, and I also thought it would be a cool way to like, let people know and like my fans know what kind of things I eat at home. or at least your Instagram is Blasian Sensation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about how you landed on that name? <laughs> yeah, so growing up, I mean, my dad, so my dad's black, my mom's Japanese. My siblings and I, we always called ourselves either Blackanese or Blasian. <laughs> Part of that is like, I really, really love both sides of my culture. I love my black side. I love my Japanese side. I really consider myself fully black and fully Japanese. I'm proud of my heritage and proud of being black and Asian. So, and then Blasian sensation obviously rhymes. So I was like, <laughs> that's, it flows. Let me be Blasian sensation. I'm mixed race Japanese. And I feel like I, Oh, you are. I did not know that. I am. Oh I'm very, I think ethnically ambiguous because yeah. I'm Spanish as well. So my I skin see. tone is more olive, Yeah. but I struggled a lot with my own Asian identity and where I fit in with that because you're not really considered Japanese if you didn't grow up in Japan speaking Japanese, especially if your skin color is darker. Yeah. And I was curious, did you feel like you had that experience at all? Do you feel like there was a reclamation? Yeah, I was born in Japan, but then I moved to the U.S. when I was two. My mom only spoke to us in Japanese, so we grew up speaking it. And then we would go back to Japan here and there. I was also bigger. Like I was big <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> like I was tall. I was much taller than my brother who's older than me. And I was like a little chubby. So I felt like that maybe was more of a thing when I was in Japan, like not being small because, you know, everyone's small in Japan. 
I, I definitely got made fun of in Japan more. I mean, I didn't, I don't even remember really getting made fun of for my size in America, but in Japan, that was definitely the case. When I would go back as an adult, I definitely noticed, you know, people just assuming that I didn't speak Japanese because of what I looked like. Then when I would speak Japanese, they would be like, oh, oh my gosh, what? Like, you're black and Japanese. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, you're so cool. Kakui, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and then I, I've been going back every year since college, except for obviously during the pandemic. And at least since I've gone back as an adult, it seems like people are, but I'm also in Tokyo too, most of the time, mm -hmm. but it seems like most people are like very accepting and like think I'm cool because <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just weird to be straddling two worlds. Exactly, yeah. And in your case, it's kind of like three worlds because it's being Asian American, being black, mm -hmm. and also being a Japanese national. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel like that kind of shaped your your writing process or your creative process? No, yeah, I definitely think it did. I think my um, exposure to Japanese music and Japanese TV definitely shaped like the sound that I'm into. Okay, ironically, there was a Japanese video music rental store in Indiana, in Indianapolis, <laughs> like, which is so random. <laughs> but this Japanese lady who was actually also married to a black man, she had this Japanese video rental store and they would they would tape shows on VCR and then ship them to Indianapolis and then we could check them out and rent them out. And so we would do that every week. Like my mom was like nonstop about that. She wanted to keep up with all <laughs> the shows. So we watched a lot of Music Station is like one big show. And then music is, is huge on TV in Japan. So that was another thing that I think really shaped my writing style and my taste in music for sure. Do you have any memorable live performances that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, well, this earlier this year in March, I was in Dubai for an Afrobeats festival um, called Afrozones. And I got to perform in the desert and open for this artist, D. Banj, who's a Afrobeat artist. I mean, I'd never been in a desert, let alone sang in a desert. <laughs> so that was definitely super memorable. There were like camels around. You could like ride the camels. They were doing like henna tattoos. The vibes were, were so great. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, every time I play in Japan, I always have a great time. So when I sang in Japan, when I was there this summer, that was also super fun. I have a friend who was a DJ and he does these like street parties in Shibuya. And it's just like literally in an alley. I, every time I'm back home, I like join him and do a few songs. And it's always just like a huge party in the middle of the street in an alley. That's always such a great time, so. Yeah, and the parallels between like having parties in alleys in Chicago yeah. is very strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's something special. Something special about your touch. It gets me in the Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really wonderful hearing a little bit more about your artistry and your jet-setting lifestyle. I'm Jessie D. I'm with Chirp Radio. Thank you so much, Aya. Thank you for having me. Kissing all on my body, I get caught up in the mood with your love. Sexing, kisses got me breathless. When you're gonna rest this, now
This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.